damn COVID. It ruined Boxing Day. Uh, although, yeah, let's be right. Scotland. Let's be honest, it's probably improved it this year. Uh, as much as you don't want to see games called off like that, it's probably done us a favour. Uh, this is episode 137 of Mighty White's podcast. We are your replacement for the Leeds game. Yes, what a sad state of affairs it is. Uh, as Two Jack... fat knackers instead. <laughs> yep. As opposed to, you know, the team under... Well, I was ju- I was actually going to say Leeds team, but the only one really is one day Ramos' is Spurs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Where they were visibly... There was there was the the Dennis Wise when he first took over. That's when we started singing. I predict a diet. Ah, oh, yeah. Fat lot of good that did. Yeah, way fat lot. Uh, so yeah, I'm Jack. As always, joined by KC. How are you? How are you doing, mate? Good Christmas. Yeah, yeah, really good day. Been a, been a nice little break. Uh, but you know, obviously, back down to the serious business now. Yeah, Not this work. is the. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that be the serious business? Yeah, no, it was a. We've got lucky, I believe, that um, almost everyone we know has managed to dodge COVID up to Christmas Day. Shout out to Merg. Unlucky. Unlucky Merg. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a. So we've managed to get through that. I mean, we're probably all going to pick it up at some point soon. So at least we've got past Christmas. That was the key. But um, we will quickly talk about the Arsenal game because we were going to squeeze in a podcast just before Christmas. And then they called off the Liverpool game, and then there was no point anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, starting off with the headline news, Jack gets five points for getting 4-1 to Arsenal. They love that result against us, don't they? Yeah. Um, obviously, Arsenal were the better side by a mile, especially in the first half. I believe it was the most shots on target in the first half since Opta started recording it in the Premier League. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of them were straight at Melier, but like Melier made two really good saves in the first sort of four minutes, and Saka missed an open goal. Yeah, it was an ominous start. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but the reason this one was so frustrating, obviously, yeah, we had half a team out, all of that stuff. But I think that eleven we had on the pitch should be able to at least be competitive in this game. And for the most part, we just weren't. And like all the goals were in the, were like errors, and more often more than one player. Yeah, it's tough to kind of come away with anything other than that. Really, you know, you look at you look at the first goal, and even kind of at, at its base. There's the, there's the part where Farshaw gets the ball on the edge of the area, and starts making a run across the box with it. And the first thing I said when he set off is, where are you going? Yeah. And he gets dispossessed and there's a goal straight from that. Yeah. Like, there is, because people will mention it, there is technically an argument that that might have been a foul on Forshaw, but if it had been the other way around, I'd have been absolutely fuming if a free kick had been given for that. Yeah. So I can't... Yeah, I never really thought it was a foul on him, to be honest. I think the other one was that um, Xhaka had taken a bit of a dive in the middle as well just before Mm. that. In the ground, uh, when Forshaw went down, I also shouted at Drama because he was on his heels and didn't move forward. But then I saw it back on the TV angle and he was actually way too far away to have been able to make a difference anyway. It was just being side on, he looked like he was closer than he was. Um, I mean, Robin Cock maybe could have got out, but neither of them did. It was a really poor goal to give away. 
that at one nil down, we have what for me was the thing that could have given us a chance. Uh, Leeds break, Rafinha does everything right, beats two players, gets a free shot about 15 yards out and puts it wide. And I think we needed that to go in if we were going to have a chance. And to be honest, he's probably got to score that. He's, he's, he's definitely much, got to hit the target. He's absolutely he's, got to hit the target. He's pretty much dead centre of goal. He's beaten. He's got past the other central defender. Um, yeah, how he doesn't hit the target, I don't know. But yeah, that that really should have been one-one. Yeah, and we'll punish for it pretty quickly. I mean, the second goal, Dallas actually drives out quite well from left back and just passes the ball. I, th- I think it was click it was meant for, but it was about five yards behind him. He had absolutely no chance of winning ball. Jacker takes a touch. Good through ball. But Cock comes out for it and doesn't really get there. Drama drops in to track the run and doesn't get there either. Um, the, the biggest error is the pass because it puts us in that defensive transition where we always end up in the shit. But it was just so easy. We gave him the ball and in one pass for through one goal. It was so simple. And it wasn't even a... Oh, but it comes with the system. Even with the giveaway of possession, we could have done better. Yeah. I, th- I think it's probably worth mentioning. I think Cock had a bit of a torrid time, in, especially in this first half. And, he looked like someone who'd missed all season, didn't he? Yeah. And I, th- I think I think part of it that did for him was the marking because he, he you know, he's clearly tasked with following Lacazette everywhere. But at times Lacazette was was dropping so deep, mm. and Cock just went with him, which, to be honest, is probably the instruction he gets. Oh, it's de- it definitely is because Juventus does the same thing. Yeah, it just it just left such big holes in in, in our third. Um, you know, I'd, I'm loath to agree with Graham Souness at times, but the, the most part, you just thought, no, no, he's he's gone to the halfway line. Leave him there now. Yeah, it's one of them. They, obviously, if he wants to go man to man all over the field, he's going to go man to man all over the field, and I am still all in on Bielsa, so fine. But you do feel like there maybe should be a cut off point, mm. uh, especially against a side that is much better than us when we've got 10 players missing. Uh, but for as bad as the defending was on the second goal, on the third goal. Uh, is it under sevens or under eights that you coach, Casey? Under sevens. Right. If they'd have conceded that goal, I think they would have deserved every bollocking you gave them. <laughs> I mean, fair, there's, there's not many bollockings I give them, but yeah. No, like, I mean, when they drive in from that side, we're sacking. Like, Dallas defends terribly, and then Cock does, and then Click does, and then Drama does, and then Click does again. <laughs> like, none of them, like, Cock did get his foot on the ball in the challenge, but you know when you just dangle a leg out, a really lazy tackle? Mm. It was one of them where he happened to get a touch on ball and it fell back to him. But with the way he dangled the leg out, if the striker would have been... If he'd have been more skillful, it'd have probably just ended up a penalty for dangling his leg out like that. It was just, There was just no conviction in anything that they did. And they also then... It finally comes to Saka and clicks unlucky that the deflection goes in. But he seemed very slow to get there. It was a bit like the Furpo one at Man City, in that it's unlucky, but it also there's arguments that you need to get tighter quicker. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's not the first time we've talked about clicking. We've used the term click and slow in the same sentence this season, is it? Um, and, and I think, unfortunately, what this this run of games has done is is probably obliterated what bit what little confidence those players had left at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, so by the time you, what are we about half an hour or so in when this goes in? I can't remember the times of the goals now. Uh, I'll have a look. I don't remember either. Uh, uh, that Saka goal was 42. No, was it? Okay, so. The second one wasn't well, the 28th minute. I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's a rough go, which is, again, probably why it's for the best that the Liverpool game has been postponed, so we can at least hopefully have some players back for that one. Yeah. Um, obviously, Leeds did score, but we'll come to that in a sec. Um, then the fourth goal, uh, Tyler Roberts, really lazy, sloppy giveaway of the ball in midfield. Odegaard runs through, simple through ball. And look, he's a, he's a young kid making like his first Premier League start, so I aren't going to write him off for it. But again, Drama is trailing three yards behind his man. Mm. Uh, like, I mean, it says a lot that, you know, although they weren't all his fault, Martinelli got a couple. He was involved with the third goal as well when the ball came over to that side and then Smith Rowe came on on that left side and then he scored. Uh, he he did not have... Because it's a shame because in the League Cup game, when he played against Arsenal, he did pretty well. He, I remember he had like a nervy opening 10 minutes and then he kind of grew into the game and looked quite good. But he had a he had an off day, but he's also playing next to a centre-back that hasn't played all season. The, other center, the left centre-back's his right-back. As midfield's half fit, it was just, it's not the game to judge someone on. Yeah, because I think it was this game, wasn't it, where the talk was that um, Ailing was was also out. Yeah. And, he it turned, was and I think it, and it turned out to be Llorente by the looks of things. Yeah, Llorente ended up out, but the thing that got said after, and again, I don't know how right this is, was that Ailing was really ill. They just didn't have anyone else. Yeah, he was ill and it wasn't COVID, so he played. Uh, Alex messaging us saying, "Do you think the Prem needs a COVID break in January?" Uh, I think it needs one starting today. <laughs> yeah, the game, no games kicked off yet, has it? So hmm, yeah. probably. Uh, uh, it's that thing, though. Of, you know, I don't know. The the Premier League managers have had a, had a meeting about it. I'm sure Bielsa's stance is pretty much the same as it was of. If if we are meant to play on this day, then we will play this day. Yeah. Um, so ask but, ask the doctors. But the idea, but the idea being, we don't need to, we don't need a break, but we are going to sort of postpone a good proportion of the games. At that point, you think, well, right, but why do you not just do a blanket postponement for ten days or two weeks? And also, if you do do it, there's loads of money in the Premier League. Make sure you refund anyone who's bought hotels or train tickets or something. Ah, oh, no, no, that's not their responsibility, Jack. Yeah, but they should, though. Why would you, why, <laughs> why would you do something kind like that? Yeah, um, I'd say it's a bit weird. I honestly thought that these games and the games on the 28th would all, 28th, 29th, 30th, that game week, I thought that they would just all go all at once. Uh, but they haven't, and I'm surprised at that. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm guessing KC's phone was going after. Yeah, that was my uh, phone. It's on the other side of the room. 
Um, well, we can talk about the nice bit. Uh, Rafinha's pen, which was a cracking pen. Uh, it's quite nice he, he did the stutter, but he didn't do the full stutter this time. So he's mixed it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, his slight stutter was about five yards away from the ball. Yeah. Um, and then just the, leathers it. Yeah, great pen. But the nice thing was it was a really it was a nice little move. We didn't have many against Arsenal, but uh, Click and Somerville joining up quite well, playing into Gelhart. Uh Gelhart just completely commits Ben White. It's a daft can, tackle, to be right. honest. Can, can we can we spend the moment just talking about Ben White and Aaron Ramsdale's reaction to it? Aaron Ramsdale walking up to go. Great tackle, gives him a high five, and then Ben White somehow turns around and goes, Oh, what? I <laughs> it was a I point. didn't see this. Ah, uh, if you watch <laughs> it, if you have a look at the replays, Ben White is straight over to Ramsdale, straight over to Ben White, gives him a high five, and then Ben White turns around and realizes the penalty's been given. But you know, when you just watch it going, Yeah, but Ben, yeah. come on now, you got none of the ball. Yeah, have you noticed how every other Arsenal player is just going, yeah. <laughs> it was just a really funny reaction to it. Like, like I've seen I've seen players that try to play on or hoof the ball away or just, you know, all right, it's a corner, I'll get back into position. But no, they just really went for the celebration on that one and I've no idea why. Yeah, no, I didn't realise that. I did see that uh, Ben White looked a little bit perplexed. But I thought that was just being an actor now that he's Benjamin White. Uh, but no, I didn't, I didn't realise Ramsdale. Mind you, Ramsdale is a, he's a bit odd, isn't he? He's done, he's done much better at Arsenal than I thought he was mm. going to. And I didn't think he was a bad keeper. I just didn't think he was anywhere near a £30 million one. And to be yeah. honest, he's been quite good. Um, but yeah, Gellar, good feet, wins another penalty. It's, it's the reason why I'm... One of the things I like so much about Galhart, like he struggled to get into this game, as would anyone who was playing up for him in that game. Because we couldn't play out. Arsenal's press worked well. We weren't good enough to play his way through. And we're no good at launching it either. So we just couldn't get out. But again, even in a game where he was quiet, goal involvement. And I know technically it's only in Fantasy League that it's a goal involvement. But I think winning a penalty counts. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so I mean, he hasn't played that many minutes. I've just got here, he's, he's played 272 minutes, so he's basically played three full games. And he's got a goal, and he won the penalty against Wolves, and he won the penalty against Arsenal. It's a pretty good record, and especially when it's in games that were very tough for him. Like, you well, know, I was gonna say, the Wolves game was. That was the game where he had the most touches inside the opposition penalty area when he was only on for about 20 minutes because he had that little he had that one jive, dribble. didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He had that one dribble that was about six of them. Yeah. Uh, but like his two starts were against an Arsenal team that's in good form when we've got a load of players missing. Away at Spurs, but not Nuno Spurs, Conte Spurs. Mm. You know, he's scored away at Chelsea. He's, they have not been easy minutes. As much as, don't get me wrong, we might, we might end up getting beat by him. It's not like he's played three games and it was Newcastle, Burnley and Watford. Yeah. He's, he's, I think, until... That's why I don't think Leeds, as much as we probably do need a striker with Bamford's fitness, 
I don't think they'll buy one because the only people that would be willing to come and be back up to Bamford and at the price we can afford, it's just going to be putting a body in Gellart's way, I think. So that's why I don't think they'll bother. Mm. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was part of my argument with the, the Phillips thing, I think, when we, we talked about last time up until we blew all that money on Dan James, mm. that it seemed like if we were going to throw money at a backup for him, it was either going to be do it on the cheap and it's just someone who can play a similar position but not nearly as effective or you're spending a load of money on someone of much better quality who is still going to be second choice unless he's injured um you know same thing for for Gelhart at this point I'd much rather him get these minutes in now and kind of adjust to the role and, and get used to playing like that at a higher level for however long Bamford's out for so then if Bamford gets injured again or, or whatever happens in the future, he is more prepared to step in straight away. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, like we were saying, that it now looks like Tottenham and Palace will be on. Mm. Uh, it is on still by the looks of it, but Patrick Vieira is self-isolating. Oh, OK. And generally speaking, if the manager gets it, a load of the coaching staff will because they'll have meetings. Yeah. Uh, so that might be why it was in so much doubt earlier in the day. Uh, speaking of that, because it's a way to transition, we'll sort of half preview the Villa game because neither one of us thinks this is going ahead, do we? No. Uh, but we'll sort of half do it. Um, Tuesday 28th, speaking of Patrick Vieira not being there, Stephen Gerrard won't be there. Oh, is he having to isolate as well now? Yeah, he has. he's had a positive COVID test. He's also not there today against Chelsea. Oh, okay. Uh, I, did, I did hear his name get mentioned in the news earlier, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch what it was um, for. I suppose the first thing is, does that actually matter? Yes and no. I, it's a weird one. Because I suppose once you've spent your time preparing for a game and you know what your role is, you probably shouldn't need a manager there. But I mean, invari- it's not like you can't... He'll be watching... Not even on the telly, they'll have a feed of that like almost top-down camera that they have. Nah, it's all right. No Whelan's providing him a stream for the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so mean, I mean, yeah, he'll be in constant communication with whatever coaches aren't ill. It'll be. Uh, I imagine it'll be Gary McAllister. He's his. I think he's his number two, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, uh, happy birthday for yesterday, Gary McAllister. Yeah. Happy Happy Christmas birthday. Maybe that's him on the phone now. Yeah, and we're going to get a copyright strike from whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but uh, Villa have been quite good since Gerard took over, and unfortunately, no one was surprised because, you know, he did well up at Rangers and seems to be. He's every. He appears to be Frank Lampard, only good. (laughs) Only, you know, know, competence. only, Only, you know, a better speaker, better motivator, more tactically aware, and actually has done well in the jobs he's had. Other than that, they're very similar. (laughs) No, it was one of those things where you kind of looked at this run of fixtures on paper where you're like, oh, it'd be quite nice to play Villa at the end of this. And then you look at the form Villa are in. And I know against Liverpool, they did a good job to keep the score down, essentially, because they were peppered with shots. And I don't think they had too many efforts themselves in that whole game. I think it was only two or three. But... Prior to that, they they've been playing really well with Villa. Yeah, they've they've won three of the last five, and the two defeats were 
by one goal to Liverpool and by one goal to Man City. That, those are reasonable defeats. Yeah, and unlike the Liverpool game, they just sat back and kept the score down. Against Man City, they actually could... They, they, would, they were second best, but they could have maybe got a point out of that. They, uh, mm. they, did, they did all right. Uh, he seems to have sort of settled on a 4-3-3 after moving it about a bit. Uh, he was trying to play Danny Ings, but I think he, he prefers the speed up top, so it's Watkins now. Buendia off the right, and I'm assuming because Leon Bailey is injured, Ashley Young off the left. But he started the last few, and like he's been going out of his way to praise Ashley Young constantly. I I assumed he was just going to be backup fullback. And now here he is, 35-year-old <laughs> Ashley Young. Yeah, but because obviously they're playing inverted wingers with that, it allows Matt, Matt Cash and Matt Target to bomb up. They're, Cash is, especially, is, re, is really good and Target's pretty solid as well. I mean, put it this way, he'd walk into our team because he's a left-back. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Matthias Cash. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping that that's what he does. <laughs> you know, like Ben Brereton Diaz. Just yeah, we're, we're going to really emphasise the the international part now. Mind you, but I suppose Chile, Chile will have Spanish naming cultures. So in Chile, I'm assuming that his mum's name actually is Diaz because mm. I think that's how that works, isn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, Douglas Louise will be holding, and then John McGinn and that Jacob Ramsey who's who's properly now broke into the side. He looks a good player. Uh, from the little bit I heard of the. Uh, I did hear a little bit of the All Stats Aren't We preview when we did the Liverpool game and Villa. And the Villa fan that we had on was saying that Nakamba was looking really good since Gerard took over, but he's injured now and he might well be out for the season. Mm. So, because if they could get Nakamba and Douglas Louise playing well in the same midfield, it'd then be more of a 4 2 3 1 than a 4 3 3. But you can really bomb your fullbacks on if both of them are playing well. Yeah. They've got some good options at centre mid, haven't they? I mean, John McGinn's a fantastic player. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Is is McGinn? Um, and they've still and they've also got they've still got that like Morgan Sanson and people like that, aren't they? Sort of backing him up. Um, from what I've seen of him, uh, the uh, that Aaron Ramsey, but not that one. He looks pretty decent as well. And then there's that Kani Chukwameka. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, but what I've seen of him, he looks shit hot. But it sounds like they're struggling to get him to sign a contract, so he might leave. Uh, we'll have him, um, yeah. and then you would think it'll be Consu and Mings at centre back, Martinez and goal, good goalkeeper. I still find Tyrone Mings weird. His form is, is it, so. Is it the length of his legs, or no? No, it's just a weird thing. Like it's when he has a bad game. He's absolutely awful when he has a bad game. And specifically at Elland Road, he tends to have a bad one. But that was always back at Ipswich when he was a fullback. Yeah, when he, when he just looked more like an athlete than a footballer. Yeah, and then he moved into middle and did... He had that half season, didn't he, when he was on loan at Villa. Uh, yeah. in championship and was just ridiculous. And then started like house on fire at Premier League as well. Um, so if they're that, we'll be 4 1 4 1 again. Have we any clue who's fit? Um, no, not at this point. I've just not heard about anyone else being injured, but I suppose 
with this game being called off plenty in advance, we didn't we didn't really have time for the uh, for the press conference, did we? No, and you'd think that there will be one probably early tomorrow morning. Is when you think it'd be like yeah. Obviously, Harrison went off injured against Arsenal, but it was only a dead leg. So unless he got that Rafinha type where you get like a hematoma and all of that, mm. unless it's something really bad, you'd expect he's back. Although if Dan James happened to be fit, as much as he hasn't been is in either, if it's one or the other, I'd play Dan James at the minute. Because yeah. Harrison's just not on it. I thought I think one of the things that was probably worth talking about from the Arsenal game is that some of it actually had quite a, a good game. Yeah, I've actually um I did make a note here saying I thought it was a him being subbed as a sub, which doesn't mean out under BL, so we know that. Mm. That's fine. But I thought that was a bit harsh on this occasion. Yeah. I thought yeah, I thought if nothing else, he looked very unfazed by the whole situation that was unfolding before him. Um you know, nice because it's I think it's his first appearance back since his injury, isn't it? Yeah, well, there was an injury and there was a rumour that there was some disciplinary stuff that happened mm. because he went from coming off the bench semi-regularly to he just wasn't on the bench and McC- and a couple of other people were like McCarran and McKinstry. And when they asked Bielsa in a press conference if he was injured, he just said no. So <laughs> uh, we the one that like... If, it's hard. I mean, if I could have anyone back, it would be Bamford because it affects the way we play so much. But a close second is Strauch. At, at this point, there's that. That's basically that spine down the middle of Bamford, Phillips, and Strike. Yeah. If you could, like, I think if you get those three back in this team, you you've got a completely different team. Then, yeah. Well, it it sounds like there's no chance of it. From what I've heard, it doesn't sound like Bamford's going to be. I thought you were about to say there's no chance of us beating Villa. Um, yeah I mean if if Llorente was COVID which is what it sounded like although I don't know for certain what what date was that game on? the 18th because it's now only 7 days of isolation provided you've Mm. tested negative and we know that all the Leeds players are vaccinated so it is 7 days so in theory in theory, he should be back. And depending on when they all tested positive, because they, they, they said it was five, didn't they, for the Liverpool game. Depending on when... A lot of them might be available. It depends when they tested positive. Yeah. So that, that could be a big thing. But I'd love us to get a centre-back back. As much as hope to be able to move Ailing back to right-back. And I know he hasn't had a great season either side of his injury, but it's it's something that we're missing this season. His ability to bring the ball out from right back was so imp- important last season, and we just haven't seen it this year. No, it's really been you know Shackleton's Shackleton's done all right in that run, but again, like I, I like Gordy Drama. I think he I think last season he was probably one of the the best players to come out the twenty ones, and thought he was a bit unlucky not to feature once or twice last season, but. Um, this this really isn't this this isn't the scenario you want to be putting lads in that position. Go, you know, as much as you might be able to motivate yourself a bit against your old club that didn't think too much of you, it 
if you're not going into a full strength team in that and you're coming off the back of a 7-0 defeat, you know, Cody Drama doesn't need to be thrown to the Wolves essentially in that game. Yeah, being thrown in against Arsenal was a harsh one. Um, we'll see. We'll, let's say we'd have to just see what... I, I still don't think this game's going to happen. I think that, that because there's games today, they're leaving it until either this evening or tomorrow morning to call them off. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, but we'll see what happens. Because I don't think that they've called any off that are down for that day yet. No. I'll just, I'll just have a look and see if that's true. Was the one game tomorrow as well? There was meant to be nine today and one tomorrow. Yeah, Newcastle and Scum is tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's 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 a strange one, and the issue is with this when you're leaving it as late as it's not as bad with this. Like you could still call the Spurs game off now if you needed to, because at least it's London and Palace is allegedly in London. Yeah, <laughs> but you know some of the late decisions they've been making, especially I think um, it was Burnley's last game, wasn't it? That they called off. Very short notice. Yeah, there's been a few like that, and it's it's always the fans that get screwed over with it. Um, so yeah, we don't really know what the team's going to be. We just know we're not going to be anywhere near full strength, but hopefully we'll be slightly closer. Um, it doesn't sound like Villa have too many missing. Um, but Gerard is, so we'll have to see how much that gets through them. The fact that their game's on today would make you think that they're doing okay. Yeah. Um, so if this goes ahead, which is a fairly big if, what do you reckon? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one one draw, based on completely nothing other than hope. Well, we we've got chance to have a rest where they don't, which I think will make no difference whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I, I hate being negative, but I can't not be at the minute. I think we'll get beat 2 1. I think it'll be closer. I think we'll be in the game this time. It won't be like the previous ones, but I just think I just think at the minute, with the way with the players we've got missing and them having relatively full strength side, I just think their team is just a better side. Yeah. Um so that's everything current day wise, but I think that KC has some stuff that isn't current day. Yeah, I've got I've got three Boxing Day games here. One that I went to, one that you went to, and then one that I think we both will have gone to, but not together. Um, to to briefly discuss. So the first one, I'll go in chronological order. So the first one I went to was uh, Boxing Day 1997, uh, a 3-1 loss to Liverpool on Boxing Day, which was uh, just as Michael Owen was still coming through. And we are, I think we're well into the George Graham era at this point. And it definitely looks like it because our team is Nigel Martin, Alfie Harland, Gunnar Hallett, Gary Kelly, David Robertson, Robert Molinar, David Weatherall, David Hopkin, Bruno Ribeiro, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank and Rod Wallace. Right. You know when you're just listening to that list that you just said? Yeah. I was only like, my brain didn't take it all in. But I could have sworn you just named like six or seven defenders. Yeah, no, I, th I think the um, chances so are that... Ke Kelly Robertson, Harland sometimes played at the back. Yeah. Weatherall, Gunnar Haller, Bob Molina. Yep. So that's, that is six. 
Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. That was a very defensive line system. But I think we were just off the back, if I remember, I think we were just off the back of the win at Oakwell for this one. But uh, no, this this was not as, as good a performance. Where, which win at Oakwell was that? Is that the Derek Lilly win at Oakwell? I think so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we lost. Oh well, to... I've just looked. Derek Lilly was on the bench for the Liverpool game, so I would think it must have been. Yeah, and in this one, we we lost a goal, a goal from Michael Owen and two from Robbie Fowler. Mm. Um, they also had uh, Bjorn Tokvam in defence and Steve Harkness. Ah, so well, they weren't even at the best. If this, uh, I'm, I'm I'm assuming this will be right. Uh, according to this, we didn't make any subs. That's yeah. The website I'm looking at doesn't show any subs either. Yeah. And it does uh, have subs for Liverpool. So <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I just remember that because that was we went on a we went on a bit of a trip with a few friends for that one, and I think we had a meal at Goodison Park, and then you walked over the park to the game. Mm. Um, I think if I, I think that's my first away game. I went to it was Anfield, and uh, I I think but, I had been to an away by then, but I definitely wasn't at this one because I've never been to Anfield. And the the abiding memory of this, aside from the results, is having warm drinks lodged at you from above. <laughs> it was like Leeds Fest, but in December, and not piss. Well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> well uh, we don't know, do we? <laughs> no. I didn't care to find out. Uh, so yeah, that was... I must admit that's one of those games where I mean, obviously I was very young, but normally I can. Re- normally I have some sort of memory of it. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, so we'll move on to uh, Boxing Day, nineteen ninety eight, for a game you went to, which is a uh, Newcastle nil, Leeds United three. Oh yeah, yeah, that one I do remember. Um, yeah, that was a. A nice Christmas surprise from my dad was that one. Solid 3-0 away win. We were really good. If I remember right, that was a that was Rude Hullet, Newcastle, wasn't it? Ooh, I've got the managers here. Yeah. It it very much has that feel to it. I'll go so I'll go through the lead team first. So again, I, Martin... I, I was I was young, so I could potentially have <laughs> misremembered that, but I, I could have sworn we were singing you can stick your sexy football up your ass. Yeah. Could have been, could have been this period. Um, so Leeds had Martin in goal, Harland, Haller, Hart, Woodgate, Weatherall, who who are two defenders I never think of playing together. Yeah, they seem like completely different eras, don't they? Woodgate yeah. Um, Bowyer, Hopkin, Ribeiro, Kjult, and Hasselbank, with McPhail and Smith coming on as subs. Um. This Newcastle team also features the likes of Nikos Dabizas, Stephen Glass, Duncan Ferguson, Tamori Ketspire coming off the bench, and someone who I completely forgot about, Georgios Giardis. Giardis? I don't remember them at all. That's one for the random Premier League footballer game. I don't remember yeah. them in the slightest. Yeah, he started that one as well. And again, it's it's an odd one because you've got like a couple of hangovers. So you've still got like Warren Barton and Steve Howie in there as, as kind of hangovers from the Kevin Keegan era. Obviously, Alan Shearer was there and, and Rob Lee, but that that it's 
it seems like a really big step away from from Kevin Keegan in in a fairly short space of time there. Yeah. But yeah, I I distinctly I, I've, I've no obviously I didn't go to this one, but it's one of the games that I always I can remember all the goals from like watching the season review videos. Yeah. I always love Jimmy Hasselbank's celebration of just sort of pointing the finger guns, just running across the goal, yeah. doing it at the Newcastle fans. <laughs> I think he stopped as he ran behind the goal and then just started again. Yeah, no, it was um well, I've just I've just checked it. There, there is literally a thing on this talking about Leeds fans singing, you're not sexy anymore. You can stick your sexy football up your ass. We're sexy and we know we are. <laughs> and apparently also, which, and there is a few playing, but I think this is a stretch. 3-0 and we were only kids. So I wonder if maybe Hullet said something in the press conference about it being a young team or something like that. Yeah, well, I think at this point because Woodgate be playing, so we're into the we're into the old area era here. Um, like, who's actually really young in that team? McPhail come on. Woodgate. Johnny Woodgate will be the youngest one because he'll have been eighteen, nineteen. Ian Hart will be early twenties. Kewell will be probably early twenties, and then Smith and McPhail will be teenagers. Yeah. Lee uh, Bowie is I... Lee Bowie is probably also like twenty, twenty one. Yeah, well, he was most expensive teenager, like, what, three years before that? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Two and a half. Two years, because, yeah, it was in the summer of yeah. 96 when he joined. Um, but uh, the, 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 the one, obviously, I was very young, but the one thing I can remember really strongly is I can remember you can stick your sexy football up your ass. Because I, I think that's not long. It's either just before or just after they got beat at St. James's by Sunderland. You know, in the pissing down rain when yeah. he dropped Alan Shearer, and it's since come out in interviews that if he wouldn't have got sacked, Shearer was legitimately going to put in a transfer request because he was go- he was going to leave because Hullet had pissed him off that much, and there was oh, a very real there was a very I'm real. So chance glad that, that never happened. Yeah, there was a very real chance, according to a few Newcastle players that were there at the time, that it had ended up being Leeds. There's the part of me that is scared, though, that it also ends up being Manchester Scum. United. Yeah. yeah. And the thought of him playing in that team is <laughs> terrifying. Um, but yeah, so a good, I think that was a, a good day for you. And then the one I'm banking yeah, that on. That was, it, I hadn't been to many aways before that. That was maybe second or third, but that was, that was pretty good that day. Yeah. And then the last one I've got is uh, Boxing Day 1999 at home against Leicester City. Uh, this was my that was my first time sat uh, standing in the it's the South Stand, isn't it? Is yeah. it the South Stand long end? Yeah. So it's my first time in there. So I was I went in with my uncle Chris and his son Richard, and you've met my uncle Chris who. Um, now cannot watch Leeds games because he thinks he is uh, a bad omen. Well, I mean, has he been watching the last few weeks? Because if he has, I've been uh, I've been inclined <laughs> to agree with him. Well, you were there. I think you were there for the uh, the Aston Villa game a couple oh, of years God, ago. Oh yeah, that was that 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 was one the the legend of Ham Day in, yeah. in my family, and and that has you know been extended to yours now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was there for the first half when we went behind Aston Villa, and he left. I wouldn't mind. It very much reinforced his belief that he is bad luck. 
Yeah, I remember him saying, because we were 2-0 down, on not And I remember him saying, I'm going to leave because this is my fault. And then we came back and won 3 two. Yeah, it's, it's hard to look at any other way, really. Um, so, yeah, at home, at home, December 1999, we've got Nigel Martin and got, I hate this website because it's got Gary Kelly with two R's. And it always annoys me. Because there's certain places you always see it with two R's. Mm. Um, Nigel Martin in goal, Ian Hart, Gary Kelly, Jonathan Woodgate, Lucas Radaby, Eric Backer, Lee Bowyer, Stephen McPhail, Harry Kuehl, Michael Bridges and Darren Huckabee. Huckabee's a weird one because obviously it never worked at Leeds, but I just, I, it was just weird. It was like fifth of five choices, wasn't he? He was never going to get... Yeah, at this point, I think he came in because... Obviously, we'd lost Hasselbank in the summer. Hmm. Clyde Weinhardt just wasn't really the option. So, um, sorry, the Gascoigns, Clyde yeah, Weinhardt. Local pub player, Clyde yeah, Weinhardt. Is, yeah, Clyde Weinhardt has legitimately signed for a pub team near where we live. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he was clearly, clearly being discarded already. So, I think Bridges missed the opening day of the season against Derby. Next game, he scored the hat-trick on his... I don't think it was his debut. I think he might have played, but I don't think he, he started against Derby and then scored the hat-trick. But we didn't really have any depth there. And then so Smith was obviously second choice. And then Huckabee was essentially later replaced by Robbie Key, where David O'Leary just, instead of bringing Huckabee on with 20 minutes left, would bring Robbie Keane on with 20 minutes left. Yeah. Um. So the, the the main thing I remember about Huckabee is it scored against Coventry at Highfield Road. But mine mine is he scored in the six 0 against Besiktas. That's the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah, he scored for us in the Champions League. Yeah, such a funny thought. Uh, he's a he's a great. I think you you will have done, but I think he's a great interview on quickly Kevin, isn't he, Darren Huckabee? Mm. I think I was. Uh, if you have time to listen to any other podcast apart from ours, and you shouldn't. I mean, you should, because there's plenty of time in the week. Yeah, but... you absolutely should. In fact, <laughs> instead of. <laughs> um, and this is kind of classic Leicester City in the Premier League. You've got Matt Elliott, Jerry Taggart, Darren Eady, Muzzy Izzet, um, Robbie Savage, Tony Cotty, Emil Heskey, Peggy Arthex adding goal. Oh, you know, Peggy it's Arthex Frank Sinclair's at the back. <laughs> Um, Stefan Oaks is in there. It's a weird one. Nigel Martin gets a yellow card in this as well. I'll tell you what. That's I've just uh, had a quick glance at the team. That's another strike forces that feel like different eras. Tony Cotty and Emil Heskey. Yeah, that feels like two completely different eras of football. I mean, because in, in, in a year's time, they'll have like Heskey. Heskey, I think, leaves at the end of this season. As does Peggy FX, as they both go to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and then that's when I think they get Stan Collymore in. Yeah. In the um, ill fated run for Stan Collymore. But, well, a lot of things were ill fated for Stan Collymore around this time. Yeah. When, um, his, uh, when his foot ended up facing backwards. Yeah. At, uh, at Derby for Leicester. Uh, yeah, not great. But yeah, I just always remember that and then going off for, okay. for a lovely Chinese uh, afterwards. I'm looking at this Leicester team and there's a player who who doesn't appear to be playing who I associate with the Leicester team of that era. And I just keep thinking, where is Steve Guppy? 
Yeah, it's annoying. He must have been injured because he's like. <laughs> yeah, we don't get the subs bench here, and you only find out who was on the bench if they came on. So Jason Wilcox came on for for Darren Huckabee for us. And... I know, no, the one I've got here, they're unused subs. The oh, okay. They used, the one they used was Theo Zagarakis. Yep. And then uh, the unused, the unused subs were Gun Laugson, who I'm guessing is a keeper. Uh, Campbell. Is that Kevin? Mm, I think he'd be it's at Everton. Kevin. I think he's back at Everton at this point. Yeah, because I'm. He had that many little loan moves and stuff. Uh, I mean, as it goes, he did have a loan at Leicester in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he is at Everton at that point. So I don't. I genuinely have no. It doesn't say. So I have no way of knowing. Let's see if I can Thomas find it. and Hodges. So <laughs> they could be anyone. Left sure in the seat. It was Stuart Campbell. Yep, no idea. Um yeah, just, just looking through John Hodges and Danny Thomas. So John Hodges yeah. was the was the goalkeeper. Arna Gunlaugson was a was a striker, despite being number thirteen, yeah. which is just wrong, as we Arnold all know. Is is he Icelandic? It sounds Icelandic. He is Icelandic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that was it. So they didn't have the strongest bench, it's probably fair to say, in that game. Whereas ours was Wilcox, Danny Mills, Matt Jones, Michael Dubry, Paul Robinson. Didn't mention Neil Lennon in there either, because he's he's in the squad still then. Yeah, he must he's point. another one that must have been injured. Andy Impey's in there. What what a team this is. Yeah. What a squad they've assembled. But no, this is another one where I do weirdly. I do have a slight memory of this one, but the only thing that I actually remember is because as going one nil down. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, I can see that we won, but I don't really. I, I my recall for stuff like this used to be a lot better, even from when I was a kid. But it's gone downhill over the last few years. Well, I'm just looking at this because stats right. So Stan Collymore's in the squad at this point as well. And in his stats, six league appearances, four goals. So I don't know if this is the season he gets injured. Yeah, if I remember rightly, he started well and then just because he turned and got his stud caught, didn't he? And just like completely snapped his ankle in half. Yeah. Um, uh, and therefore, as the Derby fans would sing at the time, uh, he hooked up with Ulrika, he beat her like an egg. And when he came to Derby, he broke his fucking leg. That was the song. I remember hearing that because I remember him still singing it like two years ago. <laughs> um, Leeds, I just leaving Leicester and a transfer I'd completely forgotten at the in the summer at the start of this year it was Casey Keller going to Rio Vallecano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you'd have asked me where Casey Keller went, I'd have never remembered in a million years, but I do remember that happening. And they also signed Darren Eady for three million pounds. Sounds like T a lot. Tim Flowers only cost one point one. Yeah. Um, just Trans as you mentioned, football's broken. Just as you mentioned, Rio Vallecano. Have you have you seen how well they're doing this year? No, I haven't seen. No, Rio Vallecano are fourth in the league in La Liga. Cool. Uh, under it's um, Andoni Riola who is therefore becoming everyone's kind of pick to be the next lead manager if Bielsa goes, because yeah. he was at 
You know, he's he's one of them that played at Bilbao under him. And he constantly talks in the press about Bielsa. So um it's it's all just coming together. Yeah, he's one that's uh, flying up the list of potential replacements. Yeah. It's nice to have some old Boxing Day games because, like, um, they tended to go a little bit better for the most well, part than a lot of the more modern... Because we had a really bad run, didn't we, for a while? Mm. Well, I'm looking... Because I've got this list of Boxing Day games that goes up to 2010. Well, I think it, I think the first one I can think of actually that we both went to is I think it was 2011 when we got beat one nil at Derby on Boxing Day. Oh, Jamie God Ward. Because oh. that was they had that massive fucking flag that they pulled out that covered the whole stand and it was upside down. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd it was been, an yeah, awful. Yeah, been around this because we played we played Derby and then we had the the Thierry Henry Memorial Special FA Cup game. Yeah, that we that we went to a few like obviously in the start of January as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking through this. So, uh, lost to Newcastle in 2000, beat Bolton away three 0 which is, I think the day of the Danny Mills goal. Oh, is yeah, because uh, Jason Wilcox scored an absolute screaming as well. I think did Fowler get I, the other one? I don't uh, know if Fowler maybe. was a thing back then. I can't remember. No, I, now. I seem to remember though if it was the Danny Mills game because Mills scored a scream on his left and Wilcox scored a scream on his right. Yeah, if I remember rightly. Um, after relegation, we got a three-two win away at Sunderland. Um, that sounds like a good game, and I have no memory of it. No, and the season we got relegated from the Championship, we lost two-nil away at Sunderland, which I remember. If I remember right, I listened to that oh! game. Wait, Trezor, I was think that was Trezor Candle's first start. Uh, does it link to anything that three two? Didn't Aaron Lennon score in that three uh, two when he Sunderland? may have done? Um, let me see if I can find it now. Uh, four out of five. Because I've just uh, it just jumped into my head. I think he did. I mean, God bless the seasonal Wikipedia pages. Yeah, that does make life so much easier. I'll see if I can. Uh, all right, well. Uh, it just says here Lennon Dean Jochim. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've got the BBC one here. Teenager Aaron Lennon marked his first league start by racing through to put Leeds ahead. Yeah. Um. Uh, yes. uh, um. Leeds are subs in that game. Jochim came on. Ricketts came on for Dean, and oh. Woods came on for Healy. Martin Woods? Martin Woods? Would he have played? I think so. I think so, because I'm pretty sure he's come up before. In, I love yeah, that just turned into a Wikipedia session now. Yeah, I can't, but I can't think of a... I mean, he, yeah, he made like one league start in that time, but he was still there at that point, so that's what it must have been. Yeah. He's 35 now. Ironically, God. he turned... at the lead, At the end of his Leeds contract... He turned down a new deal and went to Sunderland and made seven appearances in the Premier League. God. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Interesting time, Boxing Day. I, always, yeah. I think we talked about it the other week, though. Like, I like Boxing Day because Christmas Day, obviously, you, you get absolutely full of food, but typically... 
you know, you don't get drunk or anything like, or not too drunk. You don't get hammered, so you're not waking up the next day with a massive hangover. No, you've, you t- you've generally been drinking all day, but very steadily. Yeah, so you, you get quite a good atmosphere on Boxing Days. It's New Year's Day games I absolutely hate because the football always seems to be terrible and everyone's hungover and yeah. tired and doesn't want to be there. And then you concede a goal and you just feel sick. Oh, um, I'm just going to have a look on the BBC website. Because is it, is it yeah, Leeds, v, Leeds v Villa is off. Oh, there we go. Well, three minutes ago. Disregard everything we spoke about. For, uh, we did say we'll, did do a, we'll do a quick. We did say we'll do a quick version of the preview because we're fairly sure it's going to get called off. Well, there it is. <laughs> well, that is probably the way to end. <laughs> well, enjoy your feet up in a couple of days then for another. Yeah. I see. It's weird not having Christmas games, but yeah. So, second oh. of January, Burnley at home. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, at least we can just... Oh, by the way, though, Calvin's staying in there. I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> that video going round was enough. Have you also seen Graham Smith uh, making the fan base insanely happy? Debunking the Raffert of Bayern. Yeah, the Bayern thing that made no sense. One, why would we sell him in January? Two, why would we sell him for 40-something million? Uh... But he said that he's, there's also talks over a new contract. Yeah. Which I assume is a contract with a relegation release clause and a clubs in the Champions League release clause. Yeah. Which is absolutely reasonable. I can't really be mad about that. That makes sense. And he probably yeah. does. And he does deserve a pay rise. I dare say that Calvin's contract will be the same. Yeah. It's nice to hear, though. Like I, I, the, the interview that. Hayden Evans did the other week with with Phil Hay. I think when he talked yeah. about Calvin, I think kind of summed it up right that that Leeds do always have the ability anyway to to give him a little tug on the heartstrings and and all like like we did in the championship in that last season. Basically, going, go on, just just give it one more year and then yeah. if it doesn't work, we'll sell you then. I think we always have that ability with him. Um, obviously, it doesn't quite work with Rafinha as much as I think he might like it here. And like, he I think like he likes. That. I think he likes how much we like him, but yeah, yeah. obviously, he doesn't quite have that emotional attachment. No, I've just seen the statement is up now. Uh, we have no new COVID cases, but the majority of those who were tested positive were still isolating. Yeah, uh, they're not enough recognised first team players. They said you need to have thirteen fit senior players plus a goalkeeper, and Leeds do not have that. What I would say is. When we only had one player with COVID, we didn't have that either. <laughs> when we had no players with COVID. Yeah, when we had we no had one with COVID, we had like 11 <laughs> senior players. <laughs> well, I saw a few, because a few places were counting Charlie Cresswell as a first team player. And I went, that is a stretch. Like yeah. he has started a game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we don't meet the 13 if you include Gellart and Drama. Yeah. <laughs> like anyway we don't need to get into that discussion now no so uh, I don't know like 30th probably maybe 31st we'll be back around then live midnight podcast yeah oh yeah we'll do it yeah that would be the way that's definitely the way <laughs> let's get absolutely battered top of the on the internet 
as opposed to not getting drunk and talking a load of bollocks on the internet. So, yeah, I think that'll do us. I don't think we've all else to add. So, I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one.